Hello and welcome to the Tap Touch preview for another week. And what a better time to resume our hostilities here as part of our Hoop 7's basketball hustle family as we get ready for the biggest three days of the NBL season. The last three games of the regular season and we'll determine who plays finals, who finishes where, and it's all to come ahead of us and we'll do our best to preview it. And who better to do that with than three-time NBL champion, the best power forward of his generation, the nightmare Matty Knight. I'm Chris Pike, but the man you've all tuned in to hear from and to get his thoughts of. Good to catch up with you again, Matty. You've been a busy man the last couple of weeks. How do we find you? Yeah, he's doing well, mate. Doing well. Selling, uh, selling back into Perth after a couple of weeks over east. Um, enjoying this weather, that's for sure. It's quite cold over in uh, Ballarat. It's almost summer weather back here. You're coming back to almost 30 degree days, even though we're almost into May. Yeah, I know. This weather's unbelievable. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, no, I'm absolutely loving the sunshine after having to wear hoodies and track pants for the last 10 days. Well, has, has, has Mark Radford got you with those Jack Jumpers hoodies yet? No, I'm still waiting. Must be, uh, <laughs> obviously, he's held up due to COVID. That's what he keeps telling me. So, knowing Rat, they're sitting in his apartment or still at the, uh, the shop. Well, we'll get to it shortly, but let's hope you've got a final series to prepare for where you can wear them during for the Jack Jumpers. That would be quite the fascinating story, Matty. But before we get to that, you're fresh off heading over east to coach the WA country team, the under-18s team. I know you probably didn't get the results you were hoping for, but it's not always about wins and losses of these things. I mean, it's all about developing these guys for the future. How did you find the whole experience? Yeah, no, it was, um, it's a fantastic opportunity for these uh, country athletes. Obviously, a lot of them don't get the opportunity to play high-level competition. They uh, play a lot of domestic competition, probably where they're the best player by a country mile. But to have the opportunity to go up against the top athletes in their age group around Australia, it's... Um, a huge experience for them and one I've cherished forever. Like you said, the results probably didn't go our way, but um, I couldn't be more proud of the effort they gave over over the week we were in um, Ballarat. No, fantastic to hear. Um, what about your, your coaching future? I mean, anyone that's listened to us have a chat when we've done, done these shows know that you've got an amazing basketball brain. You've got a great basketball IQ and you showed that during your whole playing career. I mean, I know that you had all the physical tools and you were a hell of a big, powerful athlete who could do everything, but you also understood the game. You had a great basketball brain. So it's probably a shame if you don't get to pass that on in a coaching capacity. Has these sort of roles made you think that coaching might be in your future, at least in, in some degree moving forward? Yeah, no, um, I've enjoyed the opportunity. Um, probably the hardest right now is time. I just want to spend a lot of time with uh, my younger kids, and uh, I'm actually coaching the Tango's under eight oh. boys basketball this term, and uh, <laughs> the year one uh, kicker down at Williton. So, so um, yeah, no, for the time being, um, I think I've enjoyed my last two years in that term coaching the country kids, but I think for now I just want to. Um, yeah, just spend time with the family and uh, watch my kids come up through the sporting ranks and whatever sport they decide. And then when they're a bit older and opportunities present itself, when people come talking, I might have a chat. But um, yeah, right now, quite enjoying the, what I've had a chance to do, but um, really enjoying just getting to sit back and watch my kids do what do their sport. Well, let's be honest. When you and Cheryl have got four kids at home, that's a, that's a full-time job on its own, isn't it? Oh, yeah, mate. We've got... Uh, <laughs> Especially on Sundays, my son play old kicker on a, a down at Willis and then my daughter could be anywhere playing footy. Mm. So, 
Sundays we're going to be spread uh, all over W all over Perth. Sorry, so, um, but no, we love it. Just going to sit back and watch our kids enjoy what they're doing. Oh, excellent, Maddie. All right, so we're here thanks to Tab Touch, and we're going to have a look at the rest of the the regular season in the NBL and three days to go in the regular season. And we don't know who's going to be playing finals still. It could be any of of five teams that make the top four and it could very well come down to the last game of the season. So things are are pretty nicely placed. Now this last round got underway on Thursday night, Matty. So I'll get your quick thoughts on, on this one up in Cairns. The Sydney Kings probably did as you'd expect. They got the win 87 to 77 over the Taipans. They were missing Jalen Adams and Darrell Martin, but that's probably offset by the Taipans still without Stephen Zimmerman and Scott Machado, but the Kings just had to get this get this win to to stay in second spot at least for now, and probably not a whole lot to say about it except they just did what they needed to do. You know, watching that game, you could tell Sydney um, they weren't going to push themselves too hard. They just they knew what they had to do and they did it. Fantastic opportunity to get a, uh, some of the younger or the bench players some opportunity on the court, and it will help them in their development if they needed in the finals, but um. Now, unfortunately for Cairns, they just don't have the firepower right now. They've mm. battled all season, but um, yeah, the Kings lines that second spot. It was always going to be a tough game, and Cooks again showed his wor- uh, yeah. value. Um, he just looks like he's just going out there casually, but ends up with like seventeen, twelve, and five. Mm-hmm. So he is a huge um, piece for that Sydney if they want to be a championship contender. You're throwing like to Adams and Martin. That's a three-headed monster right there, as well as Clark. So. They're going to be tough to beat once they get all rolling out there and they show with a 12-game win streak. So, yeah, yeah, you wouldn't want them in the first week of finals. No, absolutely not. I I think they probably deserve to be just about championship favourites just for all of those reasons you mentioned. And Adam Ford was a frustrated man after the game last night and I can understand why because I feel like some of the positivity that some of his players have been hearing, I know Bull Kowal keeps hearing about how he's set a new record for three-point shots as a, as a rookie. Keanu Pinder, you know, everyone's talking about how good he's, he's going. Ben Eyre was talked about this week after his breakout game on, on Monday Monday night. And I I could see Adam Ford's frustration post-match that, you know, people like me are trying to find these positives, but he's just frustrated because he feels like, as a team, they've only won eight games this season and there's not much to be positive about. Can you understand his, his frustration? Oh, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I know how proud a man Ford is and how he loves to win. And obviously, they haven't had the results go their way. They've had a lot of injuries throughout the year. They probably haven't had their best team on the court. They haven't had a, they haven't a had everyone once. That's it's amazing. Wow. So that's just yeah, that's unheard of in sports. Yeah. So, but obviously, yeah, you you like. I'm sure D. Jennings proud of those guys. But to be a professional athlete, you got to be able to take those compliments. You got to be able to produce on a nightly basis and pinder. He's improved this year and he's taken a giant step forward, but his next challenge is if he can take it to the next step. And um, I understand that the guys are probably looking out for themselves this year at Cairns. A lot of the names you mentioned about like, the recognition they're getting, well, I'll be like, oh, I did my job. Yep. But yeah, instead right. of, as a team, we didn't do our job. And I know that would be uh, a bit bugging 40. You see the success he has. He's a, he's a part of the successful program at the Wildcats, and he's just trying to instill that culture up in Cairns. And you got to have the right people to buy in, and I, I don't think he does. He's probably got a couple of guys who'll buy in, but the rest are just out for themselves. And unfortunately, you're not going to be successful if that's the way your program's going to be. And I reckon that's why he's so frustrated. Yep, no, to- totally agree. 
And you, and you're right. I mean, it's one thing to go out there and do your job individually, but you need to be able to help your team win games of basketball at the end of the day, and that hasn't happened a lot. But let's move on, Matty, because the rest of the round is going to determine who plays finals this season. It just couldn't have ended up being a more fascinating finish. But before we get to the games that matter, first up on Friday night, we've got a game that doesn't mean a whole lot for either team. South East Melbourne Phoenix at home to the Adelaide 36ers. I'm I'm actually interested by the tap touch odds for this game because the 36ers are the form team out of these two. They're coming off wins in Perth and Sydney. Probably their two best wins of the season. And the Phoenix are in a... Uh, just a slump that has seen them fall out of finals contention. But according to Tap Touch, the Phoenix are at $1.48. The 36 is a big outsider at two sixty-five. Yeah, you're looking for a cheeky bet. I'd be jumping <laughs> on the 36, especially after the weekend they've just had. Mm. Going to Perth and beat Perth and head back up to the win in Sydney. Yeah, that, not too many teams can say they've done that this year. No. So... Like I said, South East, they've just had a horrible second half of the season. They were seeing pretty in the top two there not long ago, but the wheel's fallen off completely. And, um, yeah, I think they're just limping through the, to try and finish the season off and salvage some sort of respect for the 21-22 season because mm-hmm. there's a lot of high hopes and they haven't reached those levels. So you want to try and build some momentum heading into the off-season and prepare for the upcoming season next year. Yep, absolutely. You got the 36ers, though, in this one? Yeah, definitely on the 36 on yeah. this one. I reckon I so uh, there's a few guys, a few guys there uh, vying for a contract next year. So, and uh, CJ's got them playing some good basketball. So, yeah, so, uh, 36 has come away with, win, yeah. with a win in this one. Yeah, I think so too. Now, the big game on Friday night, Perth Wildcats at home to the Illawarra Hawks. And traditionally, it's not a happy hunting ground for the Hawks. They've won two of their 24 trips ever to RAC Arena, but... I think Tab Touch is onto something here. The Hawks are paying one seventy-one. The Wildcats are two dollars fourteen. We know that if the Hawks win this game, they're guaranteed of finishing at least in the top three. If the Wildcats win this game, they're guaranteed of making the finals for a thirty-sixth straight season, and the Jack Jumpers are out of the running. But let's let's get straight to business. How much of a hole does the absence of Vic Law leave for the Wildcats? Because we won't see him again now for the rest of this season. No, it's a massive loss. It's probably one of the guys you can't afford to lose this time of year and he's done to the season, so that's big. Um, it was a, a match-up nightmare for opposition teams on the defensive end, but um, now it opens up who's going to guard who for Illawarra now because yeah. their bigs are quite exciting. Um, and Law and Cotton, twin average nearly 45 points. Mm-hmm. So you come up with 20, 25 extra points and that's going to be tough. Um, obviously, Frazier's back, but he hasn't produced all year. So, if you're in port and you want to prove your wealth, that you're about to be fired, um, now's the time to show why Clough's stuck with you. Yeah. So, but yeah, I just, I see Illawarra. They want that top two spot. And with Sydney winning last night, they need to win tonight to stay in the running. So, with the loss of war and what the Hawks are fighting for, I think they're going to get their third win over here at RNC Arena. Yeah. I'd, I'd be actually amazed if they don't, just just the hole that Vic leaves. I mean, it's also at the defensive end. Who guards Duop Reith? I mean, who do you give that job to? Yeah, yeah, I'd say probably Hodgson, but mm. Reith, he would just step outside. He's, yeah. a, he's quick, and unfortunately Hodgson is not quick laterally, so he's going to be a huge nightmare for um, the Wildcats. But um, imagine Bryce is going to try and step up even more. We know what he's capable of, so I'm sure the Hawks will be putting a lot of attention into that. But I just think the Hawks, we've got too, more, too much to play for in that top two spot. I don't know, the Wildcats are fighting for that playoff streak, but um, 
yeah, I just think the Hawks come in here and too much to play for. I agree, and that's that sets up a fascinating Sunday. So that's what we're hoping for. First up on Saturday, big game: Tasmania Jack Jumpers. They're the they're the fairy tale, amazing story of this season. What they've done is is incredible for them to even be in contention of making the playoffs in their inaugural season is remarkable. And if it goes to plan and the Wildcats lose on Friday night, and if they win this game against Melbourne United, who can't be moved from top spot, so they don't have a lot to play for themselves, they're right in the box seat. All they need to do is then hope the Wildcats lose again on Sunday. So do the Jack Jumpers get this get this win over Melbourne United? Well, it's fair to say they're going to be uh, pretty pumped up down there in Tassie for this game. I, I heard it's a sellout, which mm-hmm. is fantastic. Um, I reckon a lot will depend on what Melbourne do with a lot of their stars. Like you said, um, they've got top spots sewn up, so maybe a, a week at home without having to jump on a plane and just start preparing for the first week of finals. Which is benefit. only on Thursday night, so it's a short turnaround. Exactly. So some of those older guys will probably prefer to stay at home and get some shots up and recover instead of having to jump on a plane and fly down to Tassie and... Yeah, I'm sure it's going to be a physical game. Tassie play play a physical game, yeah. so yeah, I, the whole state of Tasmania is right behind them right now. And like you said, no one expected Tassie to be where they are now, and I'll put my hand up as well. But mm-hmm. I was totally wrong. Um, but what Scott Ross done down there is fantastic. He's built that culture in in one year. That yep. says a lot about him personally and as a coach. So he's got all those guys buying in. A lot of those guys weren't even wanted on their mm-hmm. teams last year, so full credit to him, and I'm hoping Tazley can get the win and, yeah, come down to the last game of the season. Yep, it would be fantastic. Okay, so let's get through these couple quickly, and then we'll get to the ones that matter. Second up on Saturday, the Taipans at home to the Bullets, the last game of the season for, for both of these teams. Yeah, it's been a pretty disappointing season for both these yeah. teams, especially Brisbane. There's a lot of hope for them. Um, seems to be uh, the same story with Brisbane every year. They get all this hype around them and then they show show um, parts of it. Then at other times, they're just very inconsistent. Obviously, they haven't had Sobey for a lot of the year. But um, for the talent they have on that team, um, I'd say from top of down, they're very disappointed with the season they've had. And you could say the same for Cairns that we've already talked about. They haven't had their full team together for one game. It's almost a season of what is for Cairns, but... Um, Forty's got a, had a one year up there, and he'll he'll head into off season trying to recruit guys that he knows will uh, buy into his system. Mm, absolutely. Who do you think gets that one? Uh, I think um, Brisbane. Mm-hmm. And then first up on Sunday, New Zealand Breakers. This has been a season from hell for them once again, and now they've had to wait eight days to play this last game of the season. They they won't have Wetzel or Jing or Basson who have all all moved on, and they're playing the thirty sixes who, as we touched on are playing probably their best basketball of the season. Yeah, no, I feel for New Zealand. It's almost two years you've been on the road. Yeah, yeah it's tough. I can't imagine we've been on the road that long, leaving our suitcases, not even playing in front of the crowd no. for half your games. Including this game, so, there'd be no one no one there again for this one. Oh, wow. So it'd be hard to stay motivated. And obviously, your three of probably your better players finish the season. Just sums up their season right there. But yeah, I think Adelaide, they could finish the season on a four-game win streak and that's what you'd be asking for. CJ as a coach heading into the off-season, build a bit of momentum. He's starting to put his style and what he wants and he'll have an off-season recruiting guys that he wants to fit his system. So yeah, I think um, New Zealand will be just counting down the minutes to the, 
the game's over and they can finally head back home and hopefully our NBA reward them by just letting them stay home for next season. They deserve that after giving up two years on the road. They shouldn't have to travel again. They absolutely deserve some sort of concession. They, their sacrifice has been remarkable. Now, the two last games on Sunday, the two last games of the season, probably the two biggest games of the season. So firstly, at Kudos Bank Arena, Sydney Kings at home to the Illawarra Hawks, and it very much could decide who finishes second, and then these two teams end up playing in the semifinals, and home court advantage for these two teams could end up being massive, so there's a lot at stake. Yeah, no, definitely. Especially if Illawarra win, win tonight, yeah, it comes down to this last game, who gets second, who gets third, and then you'll be meeting, meeting each other again in the next week, yeah. so, so who wants that home court? And home court's massive. You get two out of three at home, and Everyone wants to be at home, so I reckon this will be a, a very exciting game, but I think, um, I reckon Sydney. I think the way they're playing right now, the way the coaches got them playing, they're out to prove a point, and they want that top two spot. So I think with uh, Adams and Martin rested and Illawarra having to do the trip over West and back, yeah. I think uh, Sydney will just uh, too much four or not, and um, come away to win and get that second spot in home court in the first round. Yeah, I think the trip back from Perth is underestimated to then have to play on a Sunday afternoon, so you've you've really only got 36 hours in between games, so I think that could be a factor, and like you touched on, I imagine both Adams and Martin both come back for the Kings too, so they make a, a huge difference. And it all comes down to this last game, Matty. Assuming that everything goes as we've predicted, the Wildcats at home to the South East Melbourne Phoenix, and Perth has to win or they miss out on the finals for the first time in our just about our lifetimes. The Phoenix would love nothing more than to inflict that upon them. What, what do you think happens? Yeah, it's, uh, well, everything goes the way we've said it. I think South East, they've got a lot of motivation. Mm-hmm. They can be the team that, that stops the streak. And once again, we've wore out Mitch Creek. He's, there's no one to guard Mitch Creek. No. and I know that guy's got a lot of pride and he'll be... He'll want to stop the streak if you say, yeah, we're the team that beat Perth and ended it. But um, Perth, yeah, it's, it's do or dive. It goes away, it's been said. So I know they're talking about, they're not really talking about it internally, but being a part of it, it's there every day. Yeah. Unfortunately, you can't escape it. It was like that uh, 2016, 17 when we won it. Yep. We had to beat Sydney on a Friday night and back it up in Melbourne on a Sunday. And it was the last game of the season. If Melbourne, we lost to Melbourne, we're done. You definitely you know about it. Like it's all through the paper, it's in the media, and it's probably being talked about more this year than that because mm-hmm. they've been so up and down. And you lose your second uh, best player for the season. Yeah. So let me ask you just quickly. I mean, you were part of it. What's the feeling like being part of the team, knowing that the pressure's on to keep that streak alive? Do you do you feel a little bit of pressure that you? Just don't want to be part of the team that that does end the streak. Oh, definitely. You don't want to be part of the team. Was it thirty five years? Mm-hmm. Six years. So you definitely don't want to go in the, in the books as the team that ended the streak. Obviously, it's going to end one day. But as a player, you don't want to be responsible mm-hmm. for that. And you, you joke about it with your players, but deep down, you know we don't want to be a part of that. And Honestly, once the ball goes up, though, it's, you've got to forget about it. Mm-hmm. You've just got to go out there and play, play basketball. Because if you've got it on your mind, you're going to miss a rotation or a shot or something, mis-execute, and that's all it could take. So, obviously, it will depend on a lot of what happens tonight and then tomorrow. 
there's a lot to happen. But if it goes away, people say it's going to go, then, yeah, there'll be a lot of people tuned in on a Sunday afternoon. I reckon the whole state of Tassie will have <laughs> the TVs turned on. I'm sure the Jack Dancers will be doing something down in Tassie. Mm. To, um, but, yeah, obviously they're going to take care of their own business. But, um, yeah, no, what a great way to finish the season. A first-year team could make the finals and the streak's over yeah. or Perth win and the streak continues on. So what will depend on tonight and that pressure will build even more and more over the next 48 hours. Absolutely. All right, assuming it does come down to this game, let me ask you to put your neck on the line. Do the Wildcats win or do the Jack Jumpers make it? Uh, I think the Jack Jumpers make it. Mm. And even looking beyond that, I feel like if it ends up the Jack Jumpers fourth and not the Wildcats fourth, I feel like Tassie could push Melbourne United more than a Vic Law-less Wildcats team probably could in that semifinals too. Oh, definitely. You, you wouldn't want to get Tassie in a, in a final series. They've showed they can compete with the best and they just play They play basketball the right way. They play hard. They've got each other's back and they play for their coach. You can see that. So it'll be a great final series and I know the whole Tassie will be right behind them. No, fantastic, Matty. Well, we'll watch closely over the next three days to see how this all pans out. It's been fascinating to get your insights again. I appreciate you for making making the time and thank you to TabTouch for making it possible. Head to tabtouch.com.au to have a look to see if Matty can help you find a winner. We hope to come back next week, Matty, and have a look at the finals as well. But for now, thanks very much for joining us. Cheers, buddy.